0: The Heart of Shasha.
1: This is Pulse Ninety Five.
0: Ninety Five. Heart of Shasha. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on
1: Pulse Ninety Five. Ninety Five.
0: Hello, Allah sabah al khair and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Hope you got some well-deserved rest over the long weekend and are ready to kick it this week. If you're like me, you took advantage and caught up on the sleep you missed during the weekend, is this a good thing to do? Today, we are welcoming back to the Pulse95 Studios, Dr. Elshad Ibrahim, specialist, neuropsychiatrist, sleep physician, and medical director at the London Sleep Centre. We've got loads of questions, including whether eating earlier in the day, changing your diet is going to drastically alter the quality of your sleep. Plus... Is there a relationship between poor sleep and how likely you are to get diabetes? And have you ever fallen asleep to the droning sound of the Starship Enterprise as you watch Star Trek? Well, apparently, that is the perfect white noise to get you to sleep. We're going to be putting those questions and more to Dr. Ilshad Ibrahim next on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
1: This is Pulse 95.
0: Life beats life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. We want you to catch more Z's tonight as your head hits the pillow which is why we have brought back Dr. Irshad Ibrahim, specialist neuropsychiatrist, sleep physician and medical director at the London Sleep Centre. Welcome back.
1: Thank you, Sally, and hello everybody. So
0: good to have you again.
1: Well, it's always lovely coming back here.
0: We always um, need your advice because it appears that we're not getting enough sleep, doctor. Um, interestingly, you just got off a plane a few hours ago.
1: Yeah.
0: And you made it here. I
1: always do this before my interviews, yeah.
0: I don't know how. Um, but that's, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, first of all, alhamdulillah, we're glad you made it here safe and sound. Um, but uh, like, how do you manage because you travel a lot with your work? How do you manage your sleep while traveling, especially, I think, as people are, are planning their holidays now for the end of the year um, and are thinking, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do, you know, with the sleep and and uh, long flights and that kind of thing?
1: I think, I think, firstly, it's about lifestyle. Um, I travel a lot. Uh, be- uh, I have clinics in London, Dubai and in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So I am on Emirates Airlines a lot. Yeah. Um, So as a result of that, you need to actually adapt your lifestyle. It's not about what's going on on the flight. It's what you do before the flight and between flights that counts more Mm. about how you're going to manage your flight. So exercise most days, if not every day. And when I say exercise, I don't mean get in the gym and do like a power hour session every morning. You know, 30 to 45 minutes of brisk walking is all you need so keep yourself cardio fit uh, your, for sleep yeah, for, for optimal this is sleep all going, you know your sleep look we were we in a continuum between the day and the night between sleep the two types of sleep mm. and being awake mm. so what you do when you're awake is going to impact what's what's happening when you're asleep yeah, yeah. inevitably and how you sleep is going to impact the next day so if you prep yourself for good sleep uh, by taking care of your body, your metabolism, then you're gonna have great sleep. And then the next day, your metabolism's gonna work better and your body's gonna function better because all the protein that needed to be built and nourished was done while you were asleep. All mm. your neurochemistry, your hardware, your software has all been replenished while you're asleep.
0: It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely a balance that you have to get between the two. You know, you've got to ha- have uh, very good habits while you're awake. To have really good sleep, to have really, really good, good waking have, hours. Exactly.
1: <laughs> There's no point in being unhealthy and then having poor sleep because the next day you're going to be even more unhealthy. Mm. You uh, feel and, it. You
0: just crave junk food. You kind of you just get all you know agitated, um, and and you just feel like you know just shoving the carbs down, don't uh, you? And
1: the more fragmented your nighttime sleep is, the more you're going to tend to get obese. And the more you're going to tend to have illnesses such as diabetes.
0: You've brought up uh, some really important points here, Dr. Irshad. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, last week we had, well, Diabetes Day. Mm. uh, And uh, Dr. Al-Madani, Abdul Razak Al-Madani, who was here, he's an endocrinologist, was talking about how important actually sleep is in preventing diabetes. Uh, I didn't realize this. I didn't realize that there was such uh, an important link between Um, the quality and the amount of sleep that you get and whether or not you actually do get diabetes.
1: Well, we've uh, the experiments have shown that if you fragment sleep, in other words, you interrupt people's sleep at night, Mm. or you give them uh, shorter sleep times, they tend to put on weight because their metabolism changes. So if you're going to put on weight you're going to become what they call insulin resistant. In other words, you know your insulin's not going to work as well as it should do, mm-hmm. and therefore your, your blood glucose level is going to start increasing, okay. and then you get diabetes, because diabetes, by definition, is a raised blood sugar.
0: Mm. How, because uh, the sleep cycle is very important, this is something that you've talked about before, but just remind us of, of <clears throat> how long the sleep cycle is, in order for us to be getting an optimal amount of sleep and making sure that it's not interrupted?
1: Okay, people, people uh, think that when they go to bed, they go to sleep and then they wake up in the morning. Well, various different processes are occurring throughout the night. So we start the night off in light sleep. And broadly, there are two types of sleep, uh, non-rapid eye movement sleep or slow wave sleep, and rapid eye movement sleep, and in rapid eye movement sleep, well, the eyes are moving rapidly, we'll come to that. So about 25% of our sleep time is in rapid eye movement sleep, and 75% is in what we call non-rapid eye movement sleep. We start the night off in non-rapid eye movement sleep from stage one to stage three, stage three being very deep sleep, And then we alternate between this non-rapid eye movement sleep and rapid eye movement sleep throughout the night. Now, the important thing is not about whether you know about all these stages, but that you know the principle about good sleep. And good sleep has to be good quantity of sleep and good quality of sleep. I'm going to talk about quality. Mm -hmm. If anything interrupts these sleep cycles that you go through, it would be like a computer having to restart all the time or to reset itself. So if you interrupt your sleep, whether it's by snoring or stopping to breathe or twitching your legs, you're tending not to have the full sequence of all these stages of sleep. And if you don't have these sequences of sleep in the way you're supposed to have, you're going to have poor quality sleep and feel tired when you wake up in the morning. Mm. So that's in terms of quality, sleep quality. The second thing is is in sleep quantity. How much sleep quantity do we need? Well, if people want to search the National Sleep Foundation, they did a massive uh, research exercise about three, three to four years ago. And we now have agreement as to what the quantity of sleep is. Much more for children, but for adults, anywhere between six and eight and a half hours at night. So in every 24 hours for an adult, you need about six to six and a half to eight and a half hours of sleep.
0: Six to eight and a half hours of sleep. Yes. Okay. All right. So we are speaking to Dr. Irshad today. He is back to talk about all things sleep. We've got lots of questions for you, uh, Dr. Irshad, particularly about uh, how changing our diet could actually help us to sleep better, Uh, the relationship between anxiety and sleep. We've had a question from Maria about that, about stress and sleep, how that can affect. Uh, And if you've got a question, please do send it through 4215 on InterSladat, 2022 on Do, and you can get us... On instant messenger as well. More coming up on Life Beats after this.
2: Heart of Shining. This
0: is Pulse ninety five. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. Ninety five. It's Life Beats on Pulse 95, I'm Sally Musa, and we are with Dr. Ilshad Ibrahim. We are talking sleep today. Dr. Ilshad, we've had questions come in uh, from Maria uh, asking about stress and sleep. She says, I don't think I'm sleeping well because I'm stressed and uh, I'm wondering about the subconscious connection between these two things. So can you elaborate more on how that can affect?
1: But in, in, in a more broad, broad way, stress increases our cortisol levels, mm-hmm. our adrenaline levels, and suppresses our melatonin cycle uh, because our core body temperature increases when we stress. So, n- not being able to fall asleep when you're stressed or anxious is a result of the hormonal and the chemical changes that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um now, that's all yeah. fine. The doctor is saying, oh, well, it's all, oh, it's all due to this. What do I do about right. it? Because I am stressed exactly. and I want to sleep. And, and the most, single most important factor about sleep issues and sleep problems rather than sleep disorders is get your lifestyle into gear. Okay. You, know, you alluded
0: n- to this a little bit uh, with uh, making sure that you're getting exercise, cardio Correct. exercise. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you're getting some cardio exercise in the morning. And we're talking about walking, walking for 40 minutes every day, you know, briskly. You don't need to be, you know, pumping iron in the gym.
0: You don't need to do something too strenuous. No, no, you don't need to. I mean, Just get and, and
1: the more you walk, the more you want to walk, and the more, you know, everything works better. Mm-hmm. So that gets rid of some of the excess adrenaline in your system and also, you know, gives your cardiovascular system a, a chance to function at its optimum. Diet, very, very important.
0: Right. So this is really important because uh, there are studies now that have come out to say uh, changing your diet could actually have a really big impact on how you sleep. So what are the basics that we need to know about? Are there foods that we need to uh, avoid? Are there certain times we need to avoid eating?
1: I think the important thing is to have a balanced diet. If you want to avoid anything, avoid red meat. Obviously, if you drink alcohol, you need to not drink. Um, uh, Smoking cigarettes? Absolutely not. To get that out. Sugar intake, sugar pop drinks, cut that out of your life. Get it out. Get it out. So get sugar out of your life. What's
0: the the impact of sugar on sleep?
1: Well, sugar gives you very easy access to energy. Mm. And you don't want easy access to energy. The reason people go for simple carbohydrates or sweets or sweet coffee or excess sugar in the teas and the coffees in the morning, once if they haven't had enough sleep at night, or if they haven't had good enough sleep at night, is because the brain needs quick access to energy. Mm. Glucose is the, you know, without glucose and oxygen mean nothing. So, uh, cut out sugar in your diet, cut out red meat from your diet, do some brisk exercise or brisk walking in the morning, half an hour to forty minutes and then start following good sleep hygiene rules. cut out caffeine or just have one coffee in the morning, preferably black right and uh, and then have a regular sleep wake time
0: right. So in terms of timing, timing of, of food because so, so if you do eat meat mm. or um, you know if you have a heavier meal say yeah. uh, for lunch don't have one for dinner is that correct?
1: Try not to have a heavy meal ever. You know, the thing is to graze rather than have heavy meals. So you know, have something light in the morning. And people, you know, forget that you know uh, it, it's it's actually better to have your protein in the first half of the day than in the second half of the day. Mm-hmm. So a light snack in the morning, a snack mid-morning, snack mid-afternoon, and then a meal at about six or seven in the evening, about two to three hours before you're going to bed.
0: This is an interesting question from Aisha. She's asking about spicy foods uh, because her husband complains. Uh, from not being able to sleep properly if he've, he's had something spicy.
1: If he's had something spicy and he can't sleep properly, he needs to see a gastroenterologist. He might have reflux.
0: Okay. All right. Okay, so, so that's go. something to, to keep in mind. Exactly. Uh, because some people do say that um, that it elevates your body temperature. It does. And then that will not allow you to sleep but, properly. But
1: that's but that's not you know that's not got to do with spicy food at all because you we're talking about your core body temperature and your core body temperature is 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 determined by your entire metabolic system, rather than just your gastrointestinal system.
0: Do you know? Interestingly, uh, I saw this article a couple of weeks ago about these pajamas, uh, these uh, apparently high-tech pajamas yeah. that are very expensive. Um, that apparently when you put them on, they're made of a, a very soft uh, fabric, a bamboo fabric. Um, apparently, they are so-called proven to lower your body temperature and to help you sleep better.
1: Yeah, I mean, sleep's become quite a commercial, consumerist thing at the moment. There's a massive sleep expo happening here in April next year. Which oh, my goodness. Is, exactly. So every... every. Um, Every entrepreneur who wants to actually get in on the world of technology is now using sleep as as an excuse. And here's the rule, listeners. Turn off your dumb phones an hour before bedtime, please. Please, please, please please turn your phones off. And that's free. And it's free. It doesn't cost anything. And you don't have to download any apps because they don't work. Do they not work? Um, I'm, no. Are you sure? Uh, the apps to help you sleep better or to optimize your sleep, they're not measuring your sleep. Okay. Okay. I mean, there are some new technologies coming up in the next couple of years, and I've been part of one particular one um, that will measure sleep because we've validated this app in sleep laboratories.
0: It's been tested it's properly, been properly tested.
1: and scientifically in a double blind controlled study. So, you know, but it takes time. All of these things take time to develop. These guys who come out like the Silicon Valley guys, uh, who's, okay, we're going to conquer the world of sleep. And, you know, they're just measure <laughs> the golden rule, particularly coming back to stress and sleep. When you're stressed, you tend to be more obsessional about using your smartphone.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. yes.
1: Okay. Because we all need reassurance when we're stressed, and our new new be reassurer, the best reassurer we have got at the moment is our smartphone, yeah. because it answers all life's questions. Yeah. And unfortunately, people, I'm sorry to say, it doesn't.
0: You we actually ne- need to switch it off. We
1: need to turn it off. Get a normal alarm clock. Put it out or put your phone at your bedroom door so that when your alarm goes off. You have to get out of bed, turn the phone off, and then keep walking out the bedroom.
0: Wise words uh, from Dr. Oshad Ibrahim. If you've got a question, send it in for him right now. But do you know what? Coming up next, we got to talk about the kind of music that is going to send you to sleep.
1: Wow. Well, and uh, work like they used to this before. man,
0: Ed Sheeran, has a lot to do with it. That's coming up. This is Pulse 95. 95. it local. Keeping it local.
2: local. All day, every day.
0: Pulse 95. Heart oh, Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. All right, we are back with Dr. Elshad Ibrahim talking all things sleep. And uh, as you just heard a little bit earlier there, yes, Ed Sheeran. Uh, apparently, uh, there has been a study done, Dr. Elshad. Um, And it is all about the music that puts people to sleep, that they like to use to put themselves to sleep. Uh, And Ed Sheeran comes at the top of the list above Mozart and classical music and everything else. Your thoughts on that?
1: I'm not surprised.
0: But, you know, th- is this a common thing? Do you prescribe that to people to, you know, to use music or white noise to put them to sleep? Is that a good thing?
1: I think that if it works for you, it's great. Um, the one thing we're not going to recommend people use to sleep is an app. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look, my view uh, is, 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 is quite clear and consistent regarding this. I think your phone with its apps should be as far away as possible from you when you sleep
0: I think you're going to say that until you're blue in the face well until I people like listen to blue you light coming, you
1: emanating from my <laughs> eyes
0: I think so and
1: I've been taken up into the enterprise but, and,
0: uh, speaking of which
1: hello the enterprise shall we listen to the enterprise music let's the, listen to that music and listen see if that. we all fall asleep
0: hello here we go Can you hear that? (laughs) There is actually a soundtrack of that. Yeah, put your headphones on so you can hear it. That's it. People actually put that on as a soundtrack to themselves so that they can fall asleep. This is a thing. I mean, on Spotify, they've got entire playlists. Yes. It's a genre. Look. It's a genre look, on, on Spotify that you can, you know, get a whole bunch of songs to help you fall asleep.
1: I actually support this whole thing. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. In terms of the music side of things or the sound effects to help you sleep, there's this intimate relationship between the audiological part of your brain and the sleep part of your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, oh, I'm asleep. But... If something actually happens whilst you're asleep, you can wake up. And that's got to do with your hearing pathways and how they interact with your sleep pathways. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been involved in a, in a, in a little uh, research project up in Sheffield in the United Kingdom. Okay. Where we've shown certain sounds and certain, and, and quite a famous musician, I won't mention his name. Very, fam- very famous musician. Is it not a <laughs> Definitely not hearing because he's one of the best mu- uh, so- uh, songwriters and in- ever. Go on. No, can't say. Why not? Uh, uh, NDA and all of that. Uh, uh, so, but I'll tell you after. Uh, so he's uh, written uh, some music for sleep and then we tested people, uh, even with normal sleep patterns, and we found that they fell asleep quickly. So there's this massive project going on at Sheffield University where they're looking at developing a diagnostic and a therapeutic device. So something that can diagnose your sleep problem, then use artificial intelligence to actually help treat you to get you better. So then that basically makes me completely redundant. Wow. Which is great. Now, that's how technology should be working. That's incredible. Yeah. So this project, I mean, and it's quite advanced now. It's been going for about five years. Uh, but again, music, you know, is the food of life. So, you know, play on, as they say.
0: It is, exactly. Yeah. You know, I just wonder sometimes, is it a good, a good idea to have it on while we're trying to sleep because we're so stimulated throughout the day?
1: Well, I think trying to sleep is a contradiction in terms. If you're going to try to sleep, you ain't going to sleep, honey, (laughs) right? The moment you try and do something, you are going to activate your adrenaline system, like thinking, for example. You know, we were chatting earlier and Mikhail was saying, oh, well, you know, I'll sit lying in bed there thinking for about an hour, and, you know, thinking about the day and, oh, when I hit the pillow, oh, thoughts start jumping into my mind.
0: It happens to a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, well,
1: if thoughts are jumping into your mind as your head hits the pillow, then take your head off the pillow, get your butt out of bed, and go and sit on the balcony. Watch the traffic go by or get a, get some uh, pen and paper and write down your thoughts. Yeah. Pen and paper, not your smartphone. Get a book. Not the notes app on your smartphone. Read a book. You can a read a book, to... but don't turn your phone on again or look at your tablet.
0: If there's one thing you take away from today, just get rid of <laughs> the phone. Get away from it. Get away. But speaking of uh, the lovely Mikhail. Hi, Mikhail. Hey, Sally. You've got quite a story to tell um, in terms of your sleep. Do you have trouble sleeping? Um, sometimes. We just heard that you do. Yeah. You you kind of have trouble falling asleep, mm-hmm. but then um, you were chatting with Dr. Um, Irshad just now yes. uh, about the fact that, you're more likely to wake up during the night as mm-hmm. you sleep as well
3: it's just you know sometimes uh, it's more than just stress sometimes embarrassing embarrassing thoughts come in you start reflecting on something you did that day and it's just like oh, maybe I could have done that better and, or it's just you start just replaying scenarios in your head and you just can't so
1: rather than embarrassing thought negative thoughts you see you're mm. talking about like uh more below the positive line than above the positive. Yeah, it can be yeah. like that. But, I mean, just looking at you, for example, mm-hmm. when we spoke about this briefly on the side, can we talk about it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, this like, is Just looking at you, firstly, your body mass index is elevated. Yes. You've got a, quite a, well, what's your collar size? 18 inches? 17 and a half I, I inches? I never measured that. Yeah, well, from what my clinical experience, about 17 and a half inches. Mm. And probably more. Then you said to me, your father is overweight. Yeah. He snores Mm -hmm. very badly. Mm -hmm. You also snore in your sleep. Yeah, I have my sisters actually record me once in a while. (laughs) So If it's at that level where people have recorded you, Mm -hmm. right? then that for me is clinically significant. And you're only 23 years old. I can say now, just with those criteria, it's about 97.9% certain you've got a condition called sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. And you're not being able to sleep, and these thoughts... Prior to sleep is because your sleep is probably getting fragmented every night with you stopping to breathe, mm-hmm. your sleep cycle being interrupted. So you're starting to develop. Uh, well, firstly, your brain doesn't want to sleep because you're interrupting it at night. Yeah, and so sec-
0: he's he's finding it hard to fall asleep because it, his brain knows it's going to be interrupted.
1: Yeah, the brain doesn't. Want, the brain loves sleep. The, the, the sleep does everything to the brain that it wants okay there's only one thing that is more powerful than sleep to the brain and that is adrenaline and that is because of its, 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 its intoxicating effect mm. on the brain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? and what happens when you've got sleep apnea is your adrenaline system goes into overdrive because every time you stop breathing your your entire being goes into a fight-fright-flight mode your sympathetic nervous system goes into overdrive
0: so is is that what sleep apnea is it's it's your body waking you up uh, stopping breathing and waking you up And the
1: body waking you up that whole process of the brain that's an emergency situation wow the airway has collapsed you're being oxygen deprived every alarm bell goes off in your brain and then it wakes you up and as you wake up you gasp and you get in a- again, and then you start the cycle again. You need to come and have a test.
0: Do you do you ever wake up like that, kind of gasping, um, Mikhail Does that yeah, happen? Yeah, th- there you?
1: has been some occasions like well, there that. There we go. We've gone from ninety-seven point nine percent to ninety-nine point seven percent. Well, uh, yeah. all they, we need to do is the test to make sure that it's yeah. there, and then get you on treatment. Well, thank you for the reality uh, Just one more thing about sleep apnea, particularly in young males or overweight, is that their chances of getting diabetes within five years. Of them presenting to the doctor and not getting on treatments so and not being treated. So in their 20s, they'll get diabetes, in or high blood pressure, one of the two, and in their 30s, they'll have both. So he's 23. By the time he's 30, he's going to have high blood pressure and diabetes, two chronic illnesses. If he doesn't get his sleep apnea treated.
3: Well, you know, I thank you for the rea- reality check. Uh, I think for a lot of young adults. Um, we, especially at our age, we feel like we're invincible. We feel like that we don't have any problems. We're young and healthy. But um, honestly, thank you for uh, well, get, get, letting get, me know.
1: Get fit, lose weight, get treatment for your sleep apnea, and you'll be feeling invincible when you're in your 40s. He's 40. actually started.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah Mikhail is uh, is on his way at the moment um, doing amazing things. But, yeah, thanks for putting yourself out there, Mikhail, and sharing your story. But just just no to problem. add
1: that, no matter how much you try to lose weight... No matter how much you try and change your diet, if you've got sleep apnea, that ain't going to work until you treat the sleep apnea. Because in sleep apnea, you've got a supply side problem with getting oxygen to your tissues. Mm-hmm. And for as long as you have the supply chain issue with, uh, with oxygen, no, the, the longer you're going to, because the moment you're oxygen deprived, your body does, your, your fat metabolism becomes abnormal. So if you don't treat the abnormalities, of the, it's like trying to put water diluted petrol in a in a in a Porsche 911 Turbo. It's just not going to work.
0: Wow! So this is the catch twenty two here. Exactly. So you, he's got to get the sleep apnea under control so that that will help him, in fact, to lose weight and to get healthy, to get better sleep as well. Yeah, the
1: moment he gets his sleep apnea treated, mm. he's getting uh, his airway stops collapsing because he's got an air pump keeping his airway open. That way his whole metabolic cycle normalizes because the fuel, which is oxygen for your entire being, is now being delivered properly. So you will automatically lose weight. You will automatically, once you're on treatment, become more active and burn more calories. You'll have less of a carb craving every morning when you wake up. So you'll stop eating simple sugars. So your diet will automatically change.
0: This is incredible. Understood. So much that we've just learned just in this one segment alone. Mikhail, uh, thank you so much for sharing that because I've learned a lot.
3: Yeah, um, I learned it a lot as well. And
0: Dr. Elshad, we're going to be back with him in just a moment. If you've got questions about what you've just heard or anything else to do with sleep, we're going to be back in just a moment on Life Beats on Pulse 95.
2: This is Pulse 95.
1: Pulse
0: 95. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. Yes, it's Life Beats on Pulse ninety five. Getting a bit of a reality check uh, as to our sleep habits. And what we need to do to improve our sleep, Uh, Mikhail sharing his story, uh, particularly with regards to sleep apnea, how that's affecting his health uh, and getting some advice on that. Something else uh, that we want to talk about, Dr. Elshad, is a a new study that's looking at sleep and risky behavior in teens. So apparently uh, a lack of sleep as well. Um, is affecting the behavior of teenagers and young people. How does that happen?
1: Well, it's always done. um, And this is primarily because we don't understand what's going on with teenagers when they become teenagers. Mm. Um, Usually in adolescence, our sleep cycle shifts. It actually gets delayed. And this is natural. Uh, Teenagers wanting to go to bed later and wake up later is a normal physiological developmental milestone in their life the part of our brain that controls our sleep cycle the part of our brain that secretes melatonin is not in synchrony with the rest of our brain development when we get to adolescence Mm -hmm. so our melatonin cycle is slightly delayed in other words our sleep clock gets delayed
0: but that's really difficult if you are a young person who's waking up very early for school every morning?
1: Precisely. And this is why we did the study comparing the American school cycle with an English school cycle. Tell me more. So my daughter was in school in North London, started school at 9.30 in the morning.
0: Oh, that sounds so luxurious.
1: And then the school asked me about eight years ago to come and do a talk on, on sleep to the students. And there wasn't much going on as far as sleep is concerned, more than what you'd expect um but then they said that we've got this relationship with the school in the midwest in the US and they had compared the two schools previously in terms of behavior of kids academic results and uh, even diagnosis of attention deficit disorder and the american school had like huge there were just like, massive differences in bad behavior and in poor school results. And they matched these kids per age and gender and all of that. So it's pretty. And what we did is we got the American school to delay its start time from 7.30 in the morning to 8.30 in the morning. So that was a one-hour change. Just one hour. Just one hour to 8.30 in the morning, which meant that most kids then got up slightly later. And guess what? Academic performance went up. ADHD diagnosis went down, bad behavior crashed, overall happiness improved, and that's just by giving them one extra hour of sleep a night.
0: That's unbelievable.
1: It's believable. It was documented. We did the research.
0: That's just mind-blowing because I know my girls, for example, they actually start school at 7.45 in the morning.
1: Yeah. And you've got to drag them out of bed, I'm sure.
0: We've got to drag ourselves out of bed first. Exactly.
1: So, you know, yeah. a later school start time for secondary school students is actually good for them. Mm. Uh, the, you know, if your natural sleep clock in your brain is telling you it's only it's okay to go to bed at midnight, and then you're being woken up at 6 a.m., and when you're a teenager, you need about nine hours sleep a night, that means you're getting two to three hours sleep deprived every day, every weekday. No wonder they don't want to do anything on the weekends and all they want to do is sleep and lay in their bed. And that's because you're sleep depriving them during the week. Mm-hmm. And the research all supports this. This is the sort of solid research.
0: We need to um, get you back again to talk more about this because we've actually run out of time. But that is that is unbelievable research that you've just, uh, just uh, uh, talked about just there and really food for thought. And I think um, if possible, it would be amazing if the school system would just um, listen listen, and different schools to have later starting times. I think that would help so much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dr. Oshad Ibrahim, uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Sally. Once again. It's always a
1: pleasure being here.
0: Always a pleasure. next time you're back, uh, we're going to be talking about testing for sleep. This is going to be amazing.
1: We're going to do some sleep tests.
0: We are. We are. This is going to be great. Uh, But uh, coming up next, we've got more on LifeBeat. So stay tuned. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95.
2: This is Pulse95. Keeping it local all day, every day.